26 minutes it is before 8 p.m. You're tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. And uh, yeah, send through your voice notes there on 079-191-4270. What do you make of uh, the developments out of Kabul, which uh, remains uh, yeah, tensely calm today as the Taliban declared an amnesty across Afghanistan, urging a uh, woman to join its government uh, days after the armed group took over the country. And uh, yeah, some uh, interesting scenes that have come out of that part of the world. And this evening... To talk more about this, uh, I'm joined by the founder and managing director of the Afghanistan Security Institute, uh, Irfan Ya. Irfan, good evening to you and welcome. Thank you very much for having me here. Thank you, Irfan. Irfan, maybe just, I guess, for, for the purposes of our listenership um, here in South Africa that might not be familiar with the history of Afghanistan prior to the invasion uh, or the occupation by the United States of America more recently. Uh, maybe take us back, I guess, uh, to the Cold War history of Afghanistan, which in many ways frames the context uh, of, uh, I guess, many of the subsequent developments that we saw, uh, but also um, the current context where we find uh, the Taliban having taken over uh, the key sites of power. And uh, although commercial flights uh, uh, remain suspended, uh, there have been some military evacuation flights under the watch of U.S. troops and uh, a tensely calm situation. But let's go back to the context and some of that history. Okay, so to give you a brief context to your audience who may not be familiar with the situation of Afghanistan, as you mentioned rightly, it started, uh, the conflict in Afghanistan started during the Cold War when uh, in 1979 the Soviet uh, Union invaded Afghanistan and then he uh, the Soviet Union faces a rebellion uh, from Islamist groups uh, who were mostly not the government but uh, some extremist group uh, by that time were called the Mujahideen. Mm -hmm. And in 10 years they were able uh, with, the, with the sole support from America and the Western bloc to, to withdraw and push, uh, push the Soviet Union forces out of Afghanistan. And then uh, they established a political ritual. Many uh, Mujahideen parties who, you know, fight the Soviet forces, uh, you know, they, they fought over the government. And uh, for two, three years, uh, there was fighting going on. There was a lot of disturbance, violence. And then a group emerged from the madrasas of Pakistan, who were mainly the refugees of Afghanistan, uh, studying in those Islamic madrasas or schools. They said that they want to put an end to the ongoing violence by the Mujahideen or the mm. jihadists. And then they were able to swiftly, you know, take the control of Afghanistan. So from 1994 uh, to 2001, they were in power, even though they were very popular in the beginning because they, they put an end to the, to the uh, law of jungle. Uh, later on, however, they took very strict measures. They were, uh, you know, uh, uh, imposing a strict interpretation of Sharia, especially towards women banning them from education and working. And uh, as you might also know that uh, Osama bin Laden, who was the mastermind of 9-11, uh, took a refuge in Afghanistan, and he had close relationship with the supreme leader of, uh, of uh, the Taliban's emirate, uh, uh, Mullah Muhammad Umar. And uh, the U.S., uh, when the 9-11 happened, the U.S. Mm. wanted uh, the Taliban government to hand it, that guy to them, but they refused at that time. And this is how the U.S. invaded uh, Afghanistan, despite the Taliban government. 
uh, very correctly. And for the 20 years, the U.S. was uh, in Afghanistan trying to install democracy uh, and change, you know, the, the, the regime. However, the, uh, the, the, the history showed that they failed. And uh, they, list, they disliked the Taliban, and now they are coming back into power. Mm. If you rightly see the situation, yeah. Sure, sure. And I like that comment because I guess, you know, um, even in the United States, um, in, in politics in that part of the world, this issue of, you know, um, I guess uh, troops uh, leaving Afghanistan or troops receding from the Middle East has been a critical political point. Um, and in Afghanistan, all of this happens as, I guess, the United States was trying to fold up its operations in that part of the world. What is your reading of this, um, this resurgence of the Taliban in this fashion, in a context where many had felt that, uh, I guess, the tasks of the U.S., least of all in the U.S., many had felt that the tasks of uh, the U.S. Uh, troops in that part of the world had been complete and that some semblance of a democratic order had been placed, uh, you know, into, uh, uh, into that environment. What are your thoughts on this resurgence of the Taliban and what it means about the social context of Afghanistan? Oh. Yeah, so the reality is that it was not just, you know, when uh, President Biden said that they want to leave Afghanistan, then the Taliban became more powerful. No. So the Taliban started its insurgency since 2002, and gradually they were, they started, you know, from occupying villages and desperate. Slowly, slowly, you know, the momentum got built. And at that point, especially until last year, they, uh, you know, mounted a very, very uh, high pressure on the Americans and its allies. And uh, President Biden uh, and uh, uh, both uh, his predecessor, uh, uh, President uh, Donald Trump, you know, they wanted to leave Afghanistan because they said that their objective has been accomplished, which was mm. to kill Osama bin Laden. And they realized that they cannot win Afghanistan militarily. And they said even if they spend five years or ten years uh, they will have no impact on the situation on the ground. So they had to accept. And when that decision was made, the Taliban become more emboldened. And mm. even though many, you know, criticized the Biden-Hasley decision, however, that thing was inevitable. The Taliban had to come because of their strong support in rural Afghanistan. They are an integral part of Afghanistan. And U.S. miscalculated, mm. you know, the culture and indigenous, you know, mm. knowledge. So if I now want us to, to hold the line there for a second uh, while we take a quick spot break.
Yeah, so uh, Kabul, it seems, remains tense. Uh, and uh, uh, despite, of course, uh, all the reassurances uh, by the uh, Taliban uh, to try and reassure many who are trying to flee the capital city there, it does seem uh, things uh, are, I guess, uh, trying to, um, I guess, take on a very calm but uh, a very tense situation out in Kabul. And I'm joined by Irfan Ya, who's the founder and managing director of the Afghanistan Security Institute. If you just joined us, uh, Irfan sharing the context of uh, some of the conflicts out in that part of the world and also uh, the uh, insurgency started in 2002 by Tal the Taliban uh, and I guess how uh, in many ways the last few days or so are a culmination uh, of that and and Irfan maybe just as we come back uh, if you can just talk to us about uh, you know say the last 12 months or so uh, in Afghanistan and uh, I guess uh, how things have reached the fever pitch around this particular moment. Uh, can you say that again? Sorry, I couldn't hear you because of the... No, I was saying, Irfan, in your view, uh, how, how, what do you make of how things have developed over the last 12 months to give rise to what we've seen over the last few days? So, so many things happened, you know, in the last 12 months. First, uh, it was the last year, the, the, the milestone agreement between the Taliban and the President uh, Donald Trump, uh, which is called the Doha Peace Agreement, and that, uh, in, in return, that the Taliban will not get any international terrorist organization place in Afghanistan to be used as a launching pad, you know, to harm the United States or any other country. And return, President uh, uh, Donald Trump uh, placed that they will, you know, leave Afghanistan eventually, and their their deadline was May first of 2021. That was the historical, you know, moment for the Taliban. They realized and that gave them a sense of victory. And since then, you know, the Taliban are, you know, trying, you know, to... When, when it was clear that the, uh, that the U.S. did not, you know, make uh, its troops withdrawal complete in May, then the Taliban took to more militancy. They increased mm. their, their, their war, especially on the Afghan forces, rather than, you know... Uh, of fighting the, the U.S. military forces. And at the same time, the U.S. support to Afghanistan became less. And this is how the Taliban got more you know, opportunities to invade places where the Afghan government was weak. And this is how you know, they took control of uh, a big chunk of the Afghan territory. And then the domino effect started, you know, province by province, they start falling. Many people and the Afghan government, you know, lose their morale. They, they surrender their, their provincial capitals without even fighting the Taliban. Mm. And, and gradually, you know, uh, uh, until uh, but the Taliban said that they will capture any province but the, the capital city. But as you might know, that the president of Afghanistan left the country and there was, you know, no one to fill that gap. And the Taliban said that they were forced and compelled, you know, to fill the security gap and they Kabul from chaos and, and, mm. and barbary situation. They entered Kabul. And now they are chilling in the presidential palace, waiting to, to, to re-establish a new government under their, their MRS. Mm. We also understand that there are talks that are happening. So right now, you know, uh, today, this morning, the, the Taliban spokesperson, Zabihullah Mujahideen, for the very first time, appeared in front of Kiambal. And he assured every Afghan that their life, their property, their honor will be saved. And they are there to protect every Afghan. So all these comments showed that the Taliban are way different than 
uh, you know, the days they were in 1994, they seem to be much more moderate. They seem to be have a different interpretation of Sharia law. Even though their basic, you know, rising liberty, that is establishing an Islamic government, remain the same, however, with a different interpretation. And they are saying that within a few days, you know, uh, Kabul will be under control. Mm. There will be a proper administration, and very soon they will announce their government cabinet and their structure. So these are the current and latest developments that they are taking place in Kabul. You, what do you make of how the Western media has dealt with this? I mean, a lot of people, certainly in the reportage I've heard, trumping up, you know, the, I guess, uh, very hyper-patriarchal attitudes, anti-woman attitudes, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, yeah, I guess, it's, many, it's, yeah, a lot of that. You're right, yeah. It's, it, it's very unfortunate, you know, even though, yes, I, what everybody should accept that the Taliban did many crimes, including some acts of terrorism, there is no doubt. However, if we dig deep, there will be many positive points of the Taliban, which are completely, or to a great extent, not covered by Western media especially. Since it, and it makes sense, it's not a surprise, because the Taliban were their enemies for 20 years. The power, including mass media, was in the hands of powerful people like America or their allies, including the Afghan government. And for the 20 years, they propagated a very, very negative image of their enemy. Uh, and right now, even the chaotic situation that uh, many people might have seen in Kabul airport, they are trying you know, to leave Afghanistan because uh, because the image that they have of the Taliban is completely dark and barbarous. And it is because of that negative propaganda uh, that, uh, you know, people have, you know, uh, people are not terrified. They are not even believing what the Taliban says. And the Taliban, mm. you know, reiterate that our commitment is our official statement. We are asking you to please be here. We are protecting your lives, your honor and property. But nobody is going to believe. And it will take time. However... At the same time, one shall also admit that, yes, there are problems in the Taliban regime, too. Mm. And until the Taliban try to address those things, the Afghan government will not cooperate with them. The Afghan government wants you know, them to be in peace, cut ties with international terrorists and some countries, most probably Pakistan, which is accused of, you know, uh, that they are sponsoring the Taliban. So if mm. the Taliban want to remain in power, they should, you know, convince the Afghan people that they are dear, not, you know, uh, as part of foreign government, but a real part of Afghan, uh, Afghanistan and Afghan people, and they are with their people, and they should respect the Afghan values. So this is how they can peacefully coexist. Last one. Personally, uh, I hope they will. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Maybe just a last uh, one there on, on our end. Uh, and I guess it might have to do with what this is going to mean for the region. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, uh, the Taliban recently have, you know, speed up diplomatic ties with the region. They assured their neighboring countries, including Iran, Moscow, Pakistan, India, that once they are in the power, they will never allow anyone, you know, any terrorist groups or individual to use their soil, you know, and harming their, the region. So this, by default, means that uh, the terrorists have heaven, which were at one point in Afghanistan, will be curved. And it, again, depends on the Taliban, you know, uh, diplomacy to the world. If the Taliban agree 
to international community demand that they will protect human rights, mm. they will recognize minority rights. The international community will, you know, uh, Will, will, will recognize that government and there are chances that there will be no economic crisis in Afghanistan. And when Afghanistan is economically, socially stable, it will be very less likely that Afghanistan will have place for foreign terrorist groups. And that will lead to more peace, peace in the region mm. as well. So it will have a positive impact if there is a stable Afghanistan. Yeah. Irfan Ya, thank you very much for your time. No problem. Thank you, too. Thank you. That there was Ifran Ya, uh, founder and managing director of the Afghanistan Security Institute. We go straight into our community focus and